Welcome to Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry, a podcast dedicated to changing the way women eat to lose weight so they can feel their hottest. I'm your host, Lauren Hubert, former fad dieter turned registered dietitian. Each week, I'll share all of my favorite healthy eating tips and swaps, help you through frustrations on your journey, and show you the science behind losing weight. Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry is here to make weight loss simple, fun, and easy to stick to for life. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Hot, Healthy, Never Hungry. Today, we're talking about how to stay on track during big dinners and events, and of course, how to actually plan in treats, which I know I say this a lot, but I truly have not talked about this in detail on the podcast, particularly the planning in treats. And this is a topic that comes up, of course, this time of year when we're talking about fun foods. Any time of year, obviously, it's an important skill. But it is something that once you understand how fun can fit in, it literally opens up this door of not just possibility, but freedom on your fat loss journey. I feel like so many people talk about food freedom, but you also can have freedom around food while you're trying to lose body fat because you are making empowered choices. You are self-aware and you are just aware of what it takes to achieve your goals, where so often I find women on diets that are being so restrictive. And it's like, there's just such a gap of knowledge that makes you feel like you can't have something that something is going to sabotage you. When in reality, all food has certain nutrition facts and some are greater than others. Some are less nourishing. Some are more nourishing, but they all have a place to fit in. And I think sometimes the, the holiday season, why my clients see so much progress this time of year, because it, it really forces them to take their relationship to food and also take the real life situations that happen head on. Because of course, during the holiday season, depending on your family environment, you have events and that's stuff that you can't skip out on. And I always say summer is actually the hardest time for my clients to lose weight. I find just with sometimes the lack of schedule, not as much structure, a little bit more laid back vibe, obviously, no matter where you are in the United States or even beyond, the weather is better. So you want to be outside more. And because of that, you can get drawn to a restaurant or happy hour or different events. And like, you're more fluid with your schedule where this time of year we're on deadlines. It's crunch time. We have events to go to. Like these things are happening, but especially when it comes to family events and holidays, which is of course what we think about this time of year, it is something that can't be avoided, which is why if you have not mastered the skill by the end of today's episode, I want to help you understand how to stay on track despite big dinners and events that are going on in your life. I want to make sure you understand how to actually plan in fun foods and treats and situations around food that are coming up for you. And most importantly, I want you to understand how to do this for the rest of your life, because this is something that cannot be avoided. This is something so important for your success on your fat loss journey. And most importantly, this skill in and of itself will be so responsible for years down the line for you in keeping this weight off. If you don't understand how to fit in fun, fit in a restaurant meal, fit in a fancy flipping dinner, fit in a wedding, fit in catching up with your friends in your hometown, fit in a work event with a cocktail hour that has alcohol and hors d'oeuvres, fit in a wedding with a pre-planned fixed dinner menu and happy hour drinks pouring all over you. And most importantly, if you can't fit in Christmas dinner, or Thanksgiving dinner, which is tomorrow here in the United States, if you can't fit in these things into your goals, how the hell are you going to keep this weight off? 
not just lose the weight. How are we going to keep it off? So on that note, let's dive into today's episode. Okay, before I talk about the tangible tips, guys, I want you to understand exactly what you should be doing. However, I wanted to actually start off this episode because when I was sitting down and planning what I wanted to talk about today, coming to the mic, what I thought was going to be important for you in understanding how to stay on track during big dinners and events, and of course, planning in fun, planning in treats, planning in fun foods into your diet. I actually first thought about relationship to food, and I want to spend a lot of this episode giving tangible tips and talking more about like the less emotional stuff and more action plan about how you're actually going to be able to do this. But I feel like we can't talk about eating out on a fat loss journey and staying on track without addressing relationship to food, because I know a lot of you guys coming to this episode today, you may come from a mindset where you view foods are bad and you actually don't understand why they're bad. Because a lot of times when clients come to me, they get their plan, they realize they have an event they go to. There's always this first time where once you join a program like TSN, where you have this, oh shit moment, you're like, oh shit, that wasn't on, that wasn't on the card. That wasn't on the plan that you gave me. Like, what am I supposed to do? And especially if you're not as like seasoned, you're, you're newer to this journey, newer to like a balanced weight loss journey versus a very restrictive journey. It causes a lot of anxiety in you because you're not sure what you should be doing in those moments, how to make the right choice. And also you might have some dieting whiplash and dieting trauma. You might actually be thinking back to other diets that you've been on where you have actually regained weight after the diet because you started eating all these foods out and going to restaurants and you didn't understand how to find that balance. But what's really interesting is when you actually consider and sit down and really reflect on what you view as bad on your fitness journey and on your food journey in particular, so many of the foods might be perhaps higher calorie and maybe they are more processed. But sometimes it often comes from like the uncertainty because you're not creating the food at home and you can't, I mean, let's be blunt, micromanage it. And oftentimes we may view some of these experiences that we can't control, or yes, the food might be more processed or higher calorie. We associate them with being bad, which brings up the conversation of what is fun foods? What are these foods even defined as? Because let me tell you, I just, before sitting on the mic today, guys, I just had a sweet green salad and yes, I ordered it out. Yes. You know, I'm not currently in a fat loss phase. However, when I order something like sweet green, I'm not sitting there being like, you know, I'm doing a bad job because I'm ordering something out and that's a fun food. And because, you know, I'm not able to track it perfectly because I, you know, I see the nutrition facts online, but like it could be a little bit off. I'm not sitting there micro analyzing the things I can't control. I'm sitting there thinking about, okay, I just had a salad and had a great portion of protein on it. I'm getting healthy fats. I'm getting fiber. I'm leaving that meal freaking satisfied. I actually was just joking with Josh. Oh my goodness. The salad I just got was so unbelievably delicious. I literally just gobbled the whole thing down. One of the best sweet green orders that I've had in a while. And before you guys ask, it was the chicken avocado ranch salad that like popped off today, guys. It was so good. I highly recommend However, why I am bringing all of this up is a lot of times the anxiety and the fear that you have around eating out is honestly because you're focusing on the wrong things, which does segue into this conversation on what you can control and what you can do, because there is so much you can do when there's big dinners and events and meals out and decisions that you have to make. We just have to get you prepped and primed ahead of time to 
plan ahead and actually make those choices a reality for you because you can know what you need to do. But even with that plan in those situations, how are we going to get you set up and in the right mindset with the right energy to make those choices? But before talking about the habits, I did just want to close this loop on relationship to food with you guys and just bring up once again that all foods can fit in. I'm a believer that all foods can't fit in all at once, meaning you can have it all, but you can't have it all at once. There are times where I'm like, you know, maybe we need to cut back on this. Maybe we need to focus more on this. And that's because we need to make sure the foundation of your diet is right. But when it comes to eating out, so much of it is because we view foods as bad without actually understanding what is in the food. And if I ever was caught saying the word bad around food, it was because probably the food is more processed. There are nutrients in it, like trans fats that we might know are not very nourishing for us. It doesn't pack a lot of fiber. There is no protein in this meal choice. And I know I got to get my protein today. Like those types of things, sure, it could be a bad quote unquote choice, but there are no individually bad meals that are going to sabotage you. It's once again, your habits over time. And at the end of the day, there are foods that are more fun and less nourishing than foods that are going to satisfy you for longer, be better for your blood sugar management, but it's really about how you fit them in. So, you know, like I said, I want to talk about the habits. I want to give you tips in these events and in these situations. So let's rip off the bandaid and go right into it. So I'm going to share five tips all on how to approach seasonal fun foods this time of year. But most importantly, these tips are designed during big dinners like Thanksgiving tomorrow during Christmas dinner and really any situation, whether it be a wedding, a family event, a friend's event that you're going to, a big dinner out for a birthday celebration, cocktail hour, at a work event, at some conference that you're at. I mean, literally any situation, this is going to help you, one, understand how to stay on track, and two, how to actually plan in if something is worth it for you, which we'll get into in a moment. Okay, the first tip I have for you here is we need you to focus on what you are eating for the rest of the day because depending on what you're eating for the rest of the day, we can literally just adjust your intake. There are so many different ways we can do this. Something I like to emphasize for my clients is, okay, you have this really big dinner out. Say you have a big dinner Saturday and Friday the night before. Those two big meals out that maybe alcohol is flowing, we know there's going to be hors d'oeuvres and know there's a lot of fun and you're in a fat loss journey. You're trying to eat healthy. You're trying to crush your nutrition. What I would suggest first is what does the rest of your day look like? What is breakfast and lunch leading up to this event look like? And before you think about it, no girlfriend, it is not skipping meals, only drinking protein shakes, doing two extra miles on the treadmill because you got to earn those calories by burning those calories in the gym. That is so 19, what, 80, 1990. I don't know when that was a thing. I mean, it was a thing like a couple years ago for me. Let's be real, right? About <laughs> my dieting journey. But at the end of the day, I don't want you doing those things, guys. What I want you doing is thinking about how can I crush my nutrition so then I can go into these meals knowing I am right on track and hopefully through the choices that I'm making, I'm doing a really great job. Now, I would say, especially with a bigger dinner or a big event or a big celebration, in particular, when I think about going out to eat, I like to order, of course, things that make me feel good. But like, if there's any time I am having something fun, it usually is when I'm going to a restaurant and you're going there for a vibe and an experience. So what you can do in some of these situations, even though in the back of your mind, you're like, I want to stay on track. What you can do in these situations is actually, and a shout out to Hannah, dietitian Hannah on Team TSM. She actually gave me this idea to how to word it this way. And it's so effective with our clients. She is awesome for phrasing it this way. But basically, 
What you can do is plan your meals and actually not just plan them, but be cautious and keep a close eye on how many calories you've allocated and like quote unquote left for the rest of the day. And I really love this mindset because it's not about saving, okay, 1200 calories to binge eat at dinner. No, but it's like, okay, we know this meal probably is going to be a little bit higher calorie than like maybe the 500 calorie or, you know, 450 calorie or, you know, 600 calorie meal that I have at home. What if I allocated like 900 calories for dinner? And especially that's helpful too, because with your meal, you might not know perfection with this. Like you don't know exactly what's going to be served to you. But what's cool is you can take that calorie budget that you have left and it's going to give you a little bit more wiggle room, especially even if you go over by planning it this way, you're going to go far less over once again, because you're planning, but two, like, cause you're allocating it. So I find that really helpful, especially if you are calorie tracking when out to eat or, you know, trying to do the best that you can. But I really think focusing on the rest of the day is so overlooked. And when, you know, there are times and situations where you get invited out to something last minute. And I'd say that's like, that's something when you're an advanced, not dieter, but yeah, we're going to go there. Like an advanced dieter, like you are more advanced on your fat loss and fitness journey. Those situations, you get to the place where you can be randomly invited out to eat and feel like it not sabotage you and like make you feel like crap. But I mean, of course, if you're just getting the hang of this, that is like advanced expert level black diamond shit on your fat loss journey, where when you're just starting, when we're getting the wheels turned, when we're trying to lose our first 10 pounds down on the scale, ladies, I want to remind you that don't go down the double black diamond or you you might have to go down it because you got invited, right? But understand that like that's a very advanced thing. It's okay in that moment if you make the wrong choice or you're like, wow, I went over my calories, like just focus on the weekly averages, take it as a loss. Sometimes it's great. I got this um, actually piece of not even advice, but this um, saying from one of my clients a few months ago, almost a year ago now, she works in the financial industry and is like, just take it as a loss and start over on her progress tracker. And I, she shared that with the group, shared it with her, our other clients inside a 90 day fit Bay body. Sometimes you have to take things as a loss and learn and grow from them. But ladies, at the end of the day, at the end of this journey, it's about learning so you can not make the same mistakes again, especially if you're brand new to understanding how to fit in fun and go out to eat and be on track. Okay, ladies, the second tip I have for you, and I've mentioned this on the show before, so if you're not a rookie, but I hopefully I'm using that right. If you're not a rookie, you will totally know this tip from me, but I want you, especially when going to big dinners and events, thinking about a cocktail hour or a wedding or a birthday dinner with your girlfriends that you're going to be ordering appetizers like crazy. When there's a lot of appetizers, hors d'oeuvres, and alcohols, I really want you to think about what are foods that are actually worth it for you especially because in a fat loss phase, you have less calorie money that you can quote unquote spend. And that's not supposed to make you feel upset. It is just a truth and reality of dieting. We are trying to lose weight, so we have to eat less. But when you eat right, you can still have a lot of volume, which is why when it comes to fun foods, you really have to define what is worth it for you. There is nothing worse than taking a bite of a cookie during Christmas time when you're like, that shit wasn't even worth the calories. And I think that situation happens when out to eat and out events and things like that. Like there is going to be so much temptation, so many things being potentially even brought to you by people in these cute little outfits with trays trying to say, do you want this? Do you want that? But at the end of the day, you have to really think about what is worth it for me. 
Because if you're sitting here right now and you're like, but Lauren, everything is worth it. I want everything. I do relate to that. But like, there are foods that when you say no to them, like you're thinking about them more throughout the entire day. And there are other foods where your life is not going to just become horrible if you don't have them one time out. So that's why I like this idea of worth it foods, because we want to emphasize you learning how to plan in and fit in fun foods and just foods in general that are absolutely worth it for you. But for you to be able to fit in fun, you can't have everything all at once. If you said yes to every single appetizer and hors d'oeuvre and alcoholic drink and specialty, you know, cocktails at every single event, like like that is going to add up into calories. So it's not that any of these can't fit in, but you, you just have to get really strong and determined at being great at deciphering what is actually worth it to me versus what isn't worth it. And that's going to make planning and treats a lot more enjoyable. And I just want to say like, this isn't just a dieting thing. Like this is life guys. Like I may want so many different things to buy them, but if I try to buy everything that I want and sometimes, you know, just do things that I want, sometimes then you don't have enough for your budget for what you need. And you can go crazy when you go to this dieting extreme of like, I'm either having everything or I'm having nothing, right? It's sort of like with life. Say you never bought anything. Well, that's an issue. Say you always just bought everything and you had no impulse control. That is an issue. So both things apply to dieting and life. And at the end of the day, you have to understand what is worth it and also decipher what you need, right? What you need, which goes with my point number three, guys, you need to plan ahead and pre-log your food so you can nail down what you actually need in your meals. And I think a lot of time when we go to big dinners and events and celebrations, sometimes we're so distracted by the fun foods where when I go to a dinner out, regardless of my energy and mindset going into it, of course, in that meal, I want to prioritize protein. Totally a top priority for me. I would love to be able to get in veggies. Now the whole meal doesn't need to be a freaking salad, but I want to make sure I'm getting some sort of good nourishment. Now, of course there's caveats. There are times where maybe I'm ordering a veggie burger or going to a vegan restaurant, or, you know, maybe I don't have as much protein because of this or that, or veggies or whatever food that it is. Right. But still at the core, most meals, like this isn't just, oh, I'm on track because today I'm going to have my protein, my veggies and my fiber. And you know, eat balance. Like this is an everyday thing, guys. And that's what I think needs to really be remembered when you are going to a dinner event or a celebration, especially something like Thanksgiving. Like we can get some turkey. We can get a ton of veggies. Maybe they have a little bit of butter, but you know, if you're worried about it, bring a salad or bring some olive oil, air fryer, roasted carrots with herbs from whatever grocery store. I, I get mine in my cabinet from Trader Joe's. And you just make a cool little thing. Like, that's not a big deal. Like, that's super healthy. And then for your carb, you know, you're having the mashed potatoes. Or maybe you're doing sweet potato. My mom makes, like, the sweet potato casserole thing every year. Like, whatever it is, typically at any restaurant or event, you're usually going to be able to find this balance. Now, of course, there's caveats. But when you focus on what you need instead of just the fun foods and prioritize what you need before you add in the fun foods that also is going to really help you make sure you're nailing down your nutrition because that is still the foundation here. And I will say just as a side note, not unrelated to big dinners, events, and planning and treats. Well, I guess it related to planning and treats. Like you're not going to see me eat ice cream at nine in the morning. It's not that that's like a food rule, but it's like, I want to crush my day before I, not that I like I reward myself because that's definitely not the message here, 
But like, even for me, like when I have a craving for ice cream or something like that, what I try to do is think about, okay, let me have my dinner and then I'll have it after. Or like chocolate. I love chocolate, especially like a midday chocolate. What I'm going to do is, oh, I'm going to eat my lunch. And it's not that the chocolate's a reward for eating my lunch. It's I want to make sure I'm nailing down my nutrition before I'm mindlessly eating something that I know is not going to hit that baseline foundation of what I need to have in my body to be healthy, fit, and confident for the rest of my life. So planning ahead. And with planning ahead, number four is on actually how to plan in treats. And something that I think is really helpful, especially with some of the tips, I didn't overtly say this, but when you're focusing on what you eat for the rest of the day, and then you also think about what you need on your plate, this is all related to planning. And maybe it's before the restaurant, maybe it's at the restaurant or the event. Of course, you know, pre-logging your food and, and saving room like later on for your calorie budget. So, you know, you have like 800 or 900 calories at an event. That can be super helpful. But I do find it helpful, especially with pre-logging, and my tip is this, um, to decide it's a fun day ahead of time. And that way, if you do go over your calories, you're going to be like at peace with it and being able to enjoy it. Because if a work event is like a once in a while thing, or you're going to like some super cool restaurant on vacation, like that's not the time to be like, today I'm going to try to hit the lowest amount of calories in my diet. Like, why are you doing that to yourself, girl? I want you to see success. I want you to achieve your goals, especially if you're in our programs. I'm highly fucking competitive. I want you to be successful. But at the end of the day, if you're in like this once in a lifetime trip or celebration, or it's your damn wedding day, I want you to prioritize feeling good. But like, you're allowed to enjoy food. I'm a foodie first. Like, you will catch me fried chicken place here in LA that I'm obsessed with. Hell yeah. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I've been having that at least one time a month since we moved here. The big chill, by the way, guys, here in LA, if we ever move, I'm going to be really upset because as the best frozen yogurt place, I wish I could find the nutrition facts online. They don't share them. (laughs) I have a gripe to pick with them, but literally their tart is like unbelievable. But I'm like, how is this tart? Like what is actually in it? Like there are going to be times where, you know, something's really worth it for you. Those are some of the things that are really worth it for me. And, you know, those aren't necessarily special events. Might get like takeout one night and it's like, oh, let's splurge and have a little bit of fun. Like that can fit in even on a fat loss journey. Of course, it happens more frequently during maintenance, but it's not happening all the time, guys. But I bring all of this up because when you decide you're having fun, you let go of the guilt and you can still prioritize balance. Like there are, of course, times where like I will just order fried chicken and fries. But like if I have a day where I know I didn't have a lot of fiber and veggies, like I typically be like, okay, if I'm going to do that, because it's really worth it for me to have fun tonight, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put it on a salad. I'm going to put it on a salad. Sometimes even force myself to have the salad before I go for the fried chicken and the fries. So when you decide it's a fun day, it lets go of the guilt and resentment and just allows you to focus on what the meal is, actually enjoying it so you can move the F on the next day, which is the whole point, right? When you have like a fun dinner and event, like you just have to go into it, making the decision ahead of time. Do I want to be on track? Do I want to be off track? And say I do have a meal where I go over my calories, even if it's unanticipated. I'm going to know this meal doesn't define me because I'm focusing on my weekly averages, even if I didn't track that meal. But I know I probably went over my calories because I did pre-log the rest of my day and I'm sure it was over the 500 calories that I had left or whatever it is. Like you just need to be able to move on. The quicker you can move on from these situations, obviously learn from them and understand what happened to them. But like, Food is not meant to make you feel guilty. 
It's just learning awareness because ultimately your progress is going to speak for itself. There's no need to have guilt and like this emotional attachment so much to your weight loss journey. Like just move on, even if you go over your calories and like we have to learn from it at the end of the day. Okay. My final tip for you today is related to fun foods and especially planning in treats, but I actually don't want you to overhype your meals. I mean, I love fun foods. I love events, but especially with something like Thanksgiving tomorrow, I think sometimes we think about like, I'm going to a wedding, but I'm on my fat loss journey. I'm going to a work event. Oh, but I'm on a fat loss journey. Oh, Thanksgiving, but I'm on a fat loss journey. And you're overhyping the meal because it is different than your day to day, but you're always considering different as bad. I always think that's really interesting. It's a mindset that I sometimes fall into as well, that if something is different, we automatically think it's bad. And it's because we're programmed this way as humans, because anything different is typically a threat. It's a threat. It's a psychological, physical threat to us when our environment and circumstances change, which in the past has led to death in the Thanksgiving dinner situation, like not going to lead to death, which is why we have to turn on that rational side of our brain and understand that when you put a meal on a pedestal, yes, it's a different meal, but when you're putting it on such a big pedestal where it's untouchable, there is going to be a fall from grace. And that fall from grace is when you're at that meal, you're probably going to feel so restricted, so on edge, walking on eggshells, and you're going to fuck up. You're going to overeat. You're going to make choices that the version of yourself didn't want to make, but you end up making. And then you're not even going to enjoy the meal. And you're not going to be able to think clearly about what can I control in these situations and all the tips I just gave you. So that is why, as hard as it is, because I know I can't sit here and be like, don't overhype Thanksgiving. You're having this reaction for good reason. But what I need you to get really good at that my clients inside of 90 Day Fit Bay Body and the membership, of course, get very good at as well, is reframing. You need to reframe things that are barriers as things that can actually help you be successful. By being on my fat loss journey during Thanksgiving, which by the way, Thanksgiving's not going anywhere. After you lose this weight, Thanksgiving is going to happen next year. But on your journey right now, what if you reframed it as, oh my gosh, I'm so on track. And now this meal's coming up. It's, you know, oh, what am I going to do? Ugh, right? Like those feelings come up for you. What if you reframed it and thought, I'm actually so lucky that I'm on my journey experiencing this right now, because this is going to show me how to have a healthy Thanksgiving and not feel like I have to eat so perfect or feel restricted, whatever being on track means to you, which by the way, being on track for one of my clients on Thanksgiving perhaps may look like learning how to fit in a little bit of mashed potatoes because you used to be so low carb, used to restrict yourself so much, and you've never really been able to enjoy the holidays. And then you end up usually binge eating and overeating situation one. Where situation two for another client perhaps may be focusing on balance and getting in more of those healthful foods on your Thanksgiving plate so you don't leave that meal feeling overly stuffed because typically it's just a free-for-all and you're a little bit of a party girl mindset. Whatever being on track means for you, I'm actually so thankful, one, you're listening to this episode today, and two, that you're a supporter of the podcast. I love you. I'm very thankful for you. But three, that you are actually going through this on your fat loss journey because the things that you think hold you back, the things that you think are the things that make you broken and make this journey harder and, you know, everyone else can do this. Like, why can't I? Like, the things that bring you down are really the assets that are going to help you be successful only if you realize the things that are holding you back right now, once you address them and you allow yourself the time and space to address them they can become your biggest asset. They can make you even better. 
make you more capable of maintaining your progress and feeling great and not having it be a big deal. I know things can be tempting with a ton of alcohol, fun foods, family members, especially this time of year and really any time of year. But the the things that you get so frustrated about on your fat loss journey when you first begin are really the things that you're thankful for that you addressed and you didn't brush under the rug that you probably didn't bad dieting before. And they're really going to help you for the rest of your life. Hey, girlfriend, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you'd like to learn more about eating right for fat loss and never gaining weight back, I'll be continuing this party on Instagram where you can find me at sorority.nutritionist posting inspiration every single day. Also, if you're wondering where to get started on your journey, be sure to head to the sororitynutritionist.com backslash quiz to take my free quiz that will tell you why you aren't losing weight and what you can begin to do about it so you can see progress faster. You can also find any other links and resources mentioned in the show at the sororitynutritionist.com under free resources. I hope you have such a beautiful day and I will see you next time, girlfriend.